0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Uh, So second thing we wanted to talk about on this podcast, because we're trying to do deep dives this year and Mm -hmm. we did Ryan Suter last week. And today we're going to talk about Jake Ottinger. We're going to talk about Jake Ottinger with the workload. We're going to talk about Jake Ottinger moving forward. Now Jake Ottinger after the season um did disclose that he was fighting an injury um I don't think it inhibited him in any way um uh, but at the same time it, I'm always fascinated when the season ends and all these injuries come out um but that injury to me Sean you can speak about this further yeah. but as a former goalie uh, you know when when teams were going high a lot on Jake Ottinger you know, that might have been, been one of the reasons why, because that would have been a tougher space with what the injury was to to cover that angle. Um, but, you know, personally, the one thing that frustrated me throughout this playoff, Sean, and I know I'm the first to raise my hand and say Jake Ottinger could have played better at times. Mm-hmm. But I think Stars fans, I'm just going to throw this out there. I think people got used to how good Jake Ottinger was. So that any diminished play, people were almost treating it like Dak Prescott as quarterback, where no matter what else happened on the ice, well, I mean, you know, Ottinger let in two, Ottinger led in three. You know, I, I think his, because he was so consistent during the season, I think that at times we uh, diminished him as a fan base. And so I wanted to start there. And a simple question to you, Sean, where do you consider Jake Ottinger? Because... I'm looking at close to me personally getting toward elite status. Um there's, there's the Shustkins. There there are three or four goalies that I would say are above him, but I would say that he's right in the mix. Where do you see the fit for Jake Ochter?
2: Yeah, I mean, right now like if I'm I'm looking at the top uh I mean Vasilevsky like, okay. For
1: Vasilevsky had a down year, but I mean I got to put yeah. him ahead of Ottinger. I mean,
2: but I mean, has Vasilevsky had a ni- Vasilevsky's worst year of his career was this year, and it was a nine yeah. exactly, fifteen so exactly. Like I mean, like like that's yeah. Like, like you look at like Vasilevsky, uh Hellebuck, Shustarkin. Yep. Um, the Sorokin. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a great time for Russian goalies, isn't it? Boy, um, Soros <laughs> had a good um, year. Yeah, I mean, but Soros, I mean, I,
1: I have Ottinger ahead of Soros, but
2: yeah, I mean, to me, Soros and Ottinger are kind of are kind of in that. Yeah, it's to me like my top four right now would be probably would be it would be Sorokin, be Vasileski and Hellebuck. Those would be my top yep, four. I agree. Right now, right now, no, no, this is not like long term. This is right now. Um, but to have, think,
1: but to have the fifth or sixth best goalie in the NHL, yeah, with that kind of I, scoring I, punch is I, awesome. I,
2: I think Ottinger is. Ottinger and Soros are kind of right there. Um, obviously, Olmark season is kind of a weird one to diagnose, right? Like, obviously, Olmark was great this year, but I don't – it's – is – so this – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull an old hockey name out of the 90s for some people who – right. uh, ready? So this is – what does the name Jim Carrey mean to you?
1: Gavin. <laughs> Besides Dumb and Dumber, exactly. Um, <laughs> Besides Dumb and Dumber. So Jim Carrey, uh, Washington Capitals. Yep, right on that. Jim yeah. Carrey,
2: the Washington Capitals goalie. He uh, won the uh, what year was it? He won the Vesna Trophy in uh, during the ninety four ninety five season. Like you look at the nineties, look like goaltending in the nineties, right? The the Vesna trophies were went to in the nineties. It was. Uh, Grant Fuhrer, Patrick Waugh, Ed Belfour uh, Hashik for and then like Hashik won it a, between 93 and 99 Hashik won it five of the six years. The one year it wasn't won by Hashik went to a goalie by the name of Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. And Carey was wasn't a bad goalie like he had a he, he won the Vezina that year he had a but it was it was a it was a it was a one season blip where that's kind of and that's what I wonder like that's why I struggle with where to place Olmark on this list because if Olmark's going to go drop 938 save percentages and sub two goals against yeah. averages extensively forward then obviously he needs but like right now I have a hard time putting Olmark in this top 5 list. Um the other one that's weird just because like is Babrowski because obviously we saw what he did in the playoffs. But we have to remember part of the reasons he did what he did in the playoffs was because he was basically they were afraid to start him for the last three weeks of the regular season. He's just so fragile. Like wildly, wildly inconsistent. Yeah. Like so, um, I think between consistency and like Ottinger and Soros are right there, kind of in that five, six range in the league right now. And that's that's a really like it's becomes easy to nitpick and it's uh you've got to like i think you you kind of have to embrace a good thing when you have it and i think sometimes we are a little you it's easy it's if you looked out and saw what some other teams had you'd be you'd be pretty happy with what 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 Ottinger brings um, right cuz you, you and had, lem- you let me had, just be, yeah.
1: let me just jump yeah. in Sean and and ask this question yep. um as much as the aden hill run was absolutely amazing um, and he made some dynamite saves throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs. Jake Ottinger with that defensive core. How much better is he?
2: Oh my god, yeah. It's I mean, it's like Hill was like, let's give Aiden Hill credit. You have yeah. to make the stops. But Aiden Hill and someone's going to make the mistake of overpaying Aiden Hill this summer. Um it's uh someone is going to pay him way more money than he should make, and it's gonna be and we're going to see him come back to Earth, and it'll be, it'll it'll be a mistake for another team. The Stars, if you put Ottinger on that Vegas team, you've got that that Vegas team is even more unbeatable, and it's part of that is the Vegas team. I mean, this year it's. That that to Vegas team, it was very fun to be a goalie on that Vegas team because of how well they block shots, how well they box out, how well they do everything. There's a reason they won. They won games at one point with four different goalies. It was very much similar to the NFL running back by committee, and I think that's this is gonna this is a really good segue here on this where one of the things the Stars need, and it's so important, they need uh, Injur's workload to be limited not because he can't handle playing 60 games but because you don't want you you don't want you want him to be playing if the Dallas Stars are going to win a Stanley Cup there's going to be what's what's the number there's going to be roughly 100 games no let's see, 82 plus there's going to be roughly like 105 games in the season and you need Jake Ottinger to play you probably need Jake Ottinger playing around you want him around 80 games for total for f- when you include the regular season and four rounds of the playoffs um and that's at max i would I'd much rather prefer 70 even um we saw what happened to Connor Hellebuck. connor Hellebuck got run down was yep. was was so overworked and in that Vegas series was was run down in the first round dallas needs to find a solution to get jake ottinger to a uh like Closer to, closer to the 55 start range. Like honestly, like I know it's people will think like oh we can play or whatever. Like I think the team, I think teams that win cups, teams going forward, goalie workload. You want the best version of Jake Ottinger in May and June, and I think doing that is at him closer to 55, 55 starts as opposed to the 62 he played this year. And part of the reason he played as much as he did. And it's something that the stars really have to take a good hard, good, hard look at is they did not have an organizational number three that they trusted to play NHL games this year. Matt Murray's a good story. Undrafted guy from UMass Damherst, signed out, signed him to a deal and everything like that. Midseason, played okay. When he got, when he came in, but because of Scott Wedgwood's injuries, Jake Ottinger had to play even when his backup had to play more because his backup was hurt. And, I think Scott Wedgwood is a fine backup, but he doesn't. Um, I think he's a fine backup, but the problem is he, he's got some injury. He, he deals with injuries a little bit and everything like that. And I need my backup to be durable so my starter can get that rest. And um, and if he's not going to be durable, I need a number three that I trust. Like I go back to when the stars had Mike McKenna in the organization or when they had Christopher Nilstorper in the organization. Having the organizational number three is so vital that when – if that the break and break glass in case of emergency goalie is there, Vegas had it. Florida had it this year with Alex Lyon. Um, honestly, like I I don't think Alex. If I'm Alex Lyon, I don't know if I'd want to go to Dallas. But like Alex Lyon's a UFA this summer, and we saw what he did late in the season. Like I, if I'm if I'm, and and if 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 Spencer Knight's coming out of the player assistance program soon, Alex Lyon is coming. I mean, if I'm Dallas, I'm calling Alex Lyons agent because I think Alex Lyon would be a tremendous number organizational number three. I think the star, the stars need a goalie like that in the system who understands his role, understands his spot is to, to help grow the other young goalie in Austin, but then is also there and and can handle the role when the stars didn't have that. And I really think it hurt Ottinger's overall performance down the stretch. Um, it's the it's like having insurance, right? You 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 buy it because and you hope to never use it. Yep. But if you don't, but if you don't buy it, and then the hailstorm breaks through your window, you're you're screwed.
1: So you have Wedgewood for one more year. He's mm-hmm. signed, and the Stars recently re-signed Matt Murray.
2: Yeah. So and to be you- clear, and to be clear, I'm I'm not I'm not advocating for getting rid of Scott Wedgewood. Mm-hmm. My my point more so is there needs to be if Scott Wedgewood is your two, and he's a fine two, you need a number three that you actually trust and with Matt Murray right now, I, I don't know. Like, I don't really, I, I it's, I think he's a, he's an AHL goalie. Like, I think he's like, I think he's been okay. I think he's fine. I haven't really seen the thing that jumps out to me, um, to me, as far as, um, being a potential NHL guy, I think I see a little bit more out of Remy Poirier long-term, not next year, but I think long-term maybe Remy Poirier a little bit more out of that. Um, so I I just I I don't to me Matt Murray is he he's another Landon Bow to me. That's what he is. And Landon Bow was good for the organization. He he's actually the he, he did he did a nice job in Texas, could fill in occasionally when there was multiple injuries, but I don't see Matt Murray as more than that right now. And like I want the stars to go sign Alex Lyon. I think that's the that's that's the that's the that's the that's the move that uh, now, Alex Lyon probably won't be available because another team will probably sign him for a bigger role because what he did to help Florida get where they were. So, it's it's a it's a give and take here. But it's there's there's a whether it's bringing someone in from the outside or convincing yourself as a coaching staff that you trust Matt Murray. One of those two things needs to happen so Jake Ottinger's workload goes down so you get a better version of Ottinger in May and June when wear and tear or start to set in.
1: Does Matt Murray fall into the case of a guy that if he was drafted in the second or third round, we wouldn't be saying what we do about him? Because I'm looking just purely at stats and 25 years old, undrafted, played at a high level in college at Hockey East, um, Mm -hmm. but then comes in, has a really, really good year um, for Texas. You know, couldn't take him to the Calder Cup finals, but pretty darn close. Uh, Ends, uh, let's see. 2.37 2.37 uh, goals against in the um, playoffs, uh, slowed down a little bit. But, you know, i I just looking at the stats alone, and I, I'm saying, okay. And when he did come up, there were flashes at times. Not consistent, but, you know, I don't think we saw enough of him. But I remember that Chicago game and, you know, looked decent. So, I guess the question is, Sean, is what will they be looking for to say, okay, Let's continue to look at him because let's just say, I I agree with you. If they bring in Alex line, you have a, a proven guy that is going Mm -hmm. to be your insurance, but what does that do to Matt Murray? And do they even care at that point? Is Matt Murray just a a guy in the organization that, you know, when the contracts up, they just say, all right, see you later.
2: I mean, and they did resign him recently. And I think that's a fine resigning, but, to me, I, I don't see him as a like I don't see him as someone you plan your NHL future around. He's twenty-five, he's I think he kind of is what he is at this point. And uh I like he was like he was okay. He was he had okay year in Texas, right? Like it was nine eleven save percentage, had a couple shutouts. He was okay. Um I see more of a, I think, but I think he's kind of, he's kind of set as he who is he as a goalie where I think Remy Poirier has a little bit more growth and can kind of take a couple more steps. Like, like Murray's 25. I think people forget that, right? Like, like it's easy to, it's easy to think about a guy um, like, like oh well he's in the AHL he's 25 like he's actually older than Jake he's yep. older than Ottinger. so it's like it's not like we're talking about someone who oh he could be the backup in three years no he'll be 28 he'll be out of the organization uh, Poirier, to me is 21 still has some time to develop um, has a has a bit of a chance I, I don't make my plans around Matt Murray what I do is I think I do think there is a benefit in having um, I do think there's a benefit in Having Murray and another veteran AHL goalie for Texas, number three, splitting the net in Texas, and using uh, and letting Poirier start and be kind of the guy in Idaho and playing a bunch of games. So um, as 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 well, Adam Scheel, I think was good for Idaho this year. I just don't really see it with with Sheel. Like it's it's to me he's a he's a, he'll be a very good ECHL goalie, um, but he doesn't have the really the foundation to be that guy that goes beyond that he was kind of rocked a little bit when he did play in the AHL this year so um the stars were supposed to have that this year with Hudobin was supposed to be that number 3 this year right. he was supposed to be that guy but his contract and his play stopped him from doing that and it's kind of a shame because if maybe there was an old version of Anton Hudobin you never know. Maybe Jake Ottinger's not as banged up as he was in 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 in, in down when, when when it mattered at the end of the season. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so you know clearly, regardless, they have to give Ottinger more rest. And if Wedgwood yes. doesn't go yeah. down, I'm sure they did they would give Ottinger more rest. I guess the the second part we talked about Murray is how reliable is Wedgwood? Um yeah. and, and that's something I guess the stars have to, you know, figure
2: out how hard is it, and and how
1: hard is it to go get a goalie if the season's already, you know, begun if we're in preseason, let's say, and Wedgwood goes down, then what?
2: Yeah. Well, I think you have, this is, once again, I think it's, it has to be an insurance thing. You have to go into this season thinking, how do we go and we get, how do we find that number three going in right away? I think you have to be honest with yourself and do it off the bat. Um, and I I keep using, I mean, Lion is one, but I don't like, Alex Lion is probably not going to be the guy because someone else will scoop him up and he'd probably clear waivers. But, um, and you find like a Magnus Helberg or something like that. Like, I think Magnus Helberg is a great organizational number three. Can you bring him in to be the guy? Um, That's uh, That to me is kind of, that's the space. Or you even see... um, I mean we saw last night the in Coachella the, the Coachella Valley Firebirds the the Seattle AHL, Yeah. Who, they um they're they got a game 7 Wednesday by the way if uh fine I know it's not the easiest channel to find but if you can find NHL Network Wednesday night you got a game 7 for a championship Wednesday Absolutely. night
1: Absolutely not to mention one of the yeah. most historic hockey teams in North America playing yep. Coachella Valley in the Hershey Bears
2: Yep. And uh, but they they're and one of the reasons they are where they are is Joey DeCord, who's a pretty good number three that if Seattle ever had to go to him, he would have been good, he would have been pretty good. So, and he helped them reach the cup final. I mean, Dallas saw it with Mike McKenna, where he helped take Texas to the Calder Cup final in 2018. I think it's it's a space where you make that move now. And if you never if, if you don't ever need them it's like a good insurance policy. If you do need them, it's a good insurance policy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, absolutely. Um, you know, wanted to also add, m- before we say goodbye for now, you know, we we were talking about Alex Debrinkett, and you had mentioned mm-hmm. Nashville. And I think yeah. it's wise to also add new coach Andrew Brunette, who loves scoring, yeah. as well as Barry Trotz, looking to make an impact. So... I think Nashville, as you mentioned, Sean, I think that could be in the mix. They see what the stars are doing they see you know obviously the division with Colorado and you know it's it's a tough division to move up. Minnesota had a good year, so I think Nashville has to make some um, bigger than normal um, moves to to try to get you know brunette's offensive system in quick
2: yeah and I, I think Nashville will be um next week at the draft they'll be they'll be. I think the draft is in Nashville and they will have a chance to, to, to make a bit of a statement. And, uh, I think it's, uh, it will definitely be, I think Barry Trotz wants to make his mark. And I think this one, if they are in on big fish like this, it wouldn't surprise me.
1: So if you miss father's day, I can't <laughs> think of a better reason to make what's a dad. <laughs> listen, I missed you on Sunday. I told you a gift was on the way. There's an author called Sean Shapiro, <laughs> and the name of the book is We Win Here. So um, get yourself a copy and uh, help Sean feed the kiddos and keep everyone happy and keep them happy on spits and suds. So, how's the book selling?
2: Pretty good. Pretty good. good. It's we've the numbers have been good. It's been it's been good. And I mean, honestly, can't think of a. Better post Father's Day activity than to sit around with uh, with with your dad and listen to Spits and Suds before uh, and then discussing <laughs> discussing the book at the same time, right? <laughs> Little book club, right? <laughs> so that's
1: really funny because Bobby Belt on the morning show here at 105 through the Fan has come to me and said, "I really want to get into hockey. I, I think it's mm-hmm. important." And based on the Stars run, so I presented him with Sean Shapiro's book, Everything You Need <laughs> to Know as a Dallas Stars fan. I think the correct title. Awesome. is Awesome. 100 things? Yeah,
2: 100 thing. Hundred things Stars fans need to know and do before they die. is and a great... Uh, he was yeah.
1: so excited, and he started reading it this past weekend. So there we go. Yeah,
2: yeah, a absolutely. Lot good, a lot of good history there. Know your history. Learn from it. So. Yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely.
1: So we got the upcoming NHL draft, as you mentioned. We have free agency coming up, so we have a lot of off-season programming to go. You're a beast, my man. All right. Let's once again, the Debrinket news, you have an article today on chap mm-hmm. shots. So go follow Sean at Sean Shapiro. He posts it and you can read it at chap shots. You can also read his stuff at EP Rinkside. You have the book we win here. You're always getting tidbits on spits and suds that somehow come to fruition. So you're a yep. beast, my friend. And, uh, uh, continued success and uh, we'll see what uh, this is fun, man. This is uh this is a good time of year to get excited when you have a team on the brink and you're yeah. like, what will happen? What pieces will we add? Do we have salary cap space? You know, how can we move things around? It's, it's nice to be in this position as a Dallas stars fan. Mm-hmm.
2: It is. It's a good time. It's uh, obviously it stings a little bit. When you look at the team you lost to won the whole thing, but it's, it's it's this time of year is fun. It's I know it's the off season, but it's uh, opportunity and it's uh, yeah. It's, we're we're gonna have some fun talking about it too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and the one thing I'll say about Vegas, Sean, is is like, you know, you hate to see you're right lose to the team that wins the Stanley Cup, but just the one thing I'll say about Vegas all season, despite the injuries, despite everything going on, just consistency was the word. They were just consistent, and they just weren't going to take Florida's bait, and it just looked like Florida just got too tired, obviously losing Kachuk, and, uh, yeah, happy for that organization. I mean, for six years, they've been wheeling and dealing to make it happen. It finally happens. Um, if if it all caves in, at least they have a Stanley Cup in Las Vegas now, so it'll be interesting to watch them.
2: And the other thing, too, just to be real quick, and I know it wasn't an expansion franchise, but I one thing I want to say stars won the cup in six too like the the, it was from a stars i know people or there's some people who are like oh lifelong vegas fans stars fans don't throw stones when you're in glass houses you didn't have an nhl team till 93 you won the cup in 99 it was literally it was the the exact same time right and so low so i just as a as a, a from a from a from a like lifelong vegas fans that had to wait or whatever like as stars fans, you got the cup in six and you yeah. saw what it did. You Absolutely. saw, you saw how it, you saw how it grew the market. You saw how it grew the sport in Dallas. You saw that, like, just be happy. Like, don't like it's, I I get, you want to be the team that wins it all and everything like that, but it's think about the, think about the, if you're, it's, it's Sammy, I'm sure people could have Twitter didn't exist in 99, but the amount of people who would have been tweeting in 99 other than after than tweeting about the way the goal was scored, they would have been tweeting about, Oh my yeah. God, the team, the lifelong fans, six years, like would have been sipping the same, the same thing about the stars fans. And you know what? You don't care. So don't, so don't, so if you want to be upset about having lost you, you. want to be a little bitter about having not won it. That's fine. But don't, don't take it out on the Vegas hockey fans. That That's no. a, a great hockey community. And just because it's been, just because it's only been six years since they had a franchise, that to me is, I think that's a narrative where people kind of run down that hill and it just kind of frustrates me because Dallas won in six too. There was no NHL team in Dallas right. until 93. And then within six years of what, and then in year six, they won the cup. So just, just be, just hope that, uh, just, it's, it, if anything, just, uh, if anything, Dallas can be a cautionary tale for Vegas. You know what, just cause you win it in six years, doesn't mean you're going to win it anytime soon after that. And obviously hopefully Dallas True. reverses that, but it's like, embrace it. Enjoy it. If you're in Vegas, if you're a Dallas fan, think about how close you were and Yeah. hope the team is, uh, and, and kind of look at where the team's going right. and this team is going to consistently be a contender. There's a reason players like to want to come here. There's a reason that this team is going to is, 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 is built like they are. It is a good time to be a Stars fan.
1: And if you're in the final four in hockey, if you're Seattle, if you're Florida, I mean, Seattle didn't need any help because they just started. But, I mean, think how many people are looking forward to that hockey season upcoming. Think how many season ticket holders, you know, signed up or, you know, new season ticket holders came into Florida as they created excitement in town. And even here in Dallas, the place was buzzing. Everyone was talking about the Dallas Stars. That's terrific for the organization and the future of the organization that helps with sponsorships, helps with a lot of things. So, I mean, overall solid year. Yeah. You want to be, you know, we wish that parade was happening here in Dallas, but at the same time, you know, when you look at the building blocks of this franchise, the veterans, and then the guys they have coming up, a lot of excitement in the air about hockey here in DFW. So thanks for Sean Mm -hmm. Shapiro and uh, we will have a pretty cool program for you next week as well. I'm Gavin Spittle. Once again, If you enjoy Spits and Suds, please tell your friends that, you know, we are doing off-season programs. Let's keep the momentum going that we gained in this playoffs. So continue to download episodes, press favorites, press subscribe, so it comes right to your mobile phone or whatever device you're using. So for Sean Shapiro, I'm Gavin Spittle. Have a great day, everyone, and thanks for your support of Spits and Suds.